the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Afadi, and thank you so much for joining us into another live, uh, another uh, podcast, I should say, uh, for Let Us Reason. And uh, today's topic is going to be uh, timely. Uh, I'm not really so sure if we will be able to cover everything in one setting, and if necessary, we can revisit it later, not necessarily in a series style. And what I want to talk about is what does the Bible say about civil unrest or rioting, and that's what I mean by timely. As you know, in the last probably um, maybe two months at least, uh, uh, we have been watching or listening in the news about some civil unrest or riots that are taking place at different cities in the United States. And uh, without picking on any particular uh, city or anything like that, uh, we just want to know as believers First, what does the Bible say about this, and how are we to react to something uh, like this? I mean, obviously, uh, whenever you hear about riots, typically what is involved is that there is uh, anger, uh, there is fighting, but sadly, sometimes it ends up causing also damage of property, loss of life, and the risk can go on and on and on. As believers, we have to understand, of course, that every single person is made in the image of God, and therefore, uh, we are not, at, as believers, ever to take side with one, uh, you know, side over the other, or one race over the other, or one cause over the other. We have to look at the most important thing, and that's people are made in the image of God. Another thing we need to assess, of course, as believers. Uh, I mean, I, I doubt those who do not know the Lord who are engaged in rioting, for instance, um, uh, can rational thing, uh, rational, uh, I should say, have this rationale that is uh, 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 godly rationale driven by Scripture. Um, I mean, of course, we pray that the Holy Spirit is working on their heart, but what I'm saying is, as believers, we have the ability to assess things from a spiritual standpoint. Oftentimes, causes that will prompt people to do so, to mean, meaning to riot, is there is need, uh, there is sense of inequality, um, there is a sense of injustice, um, there is a sense of uh, being robbed from opportunities in life in general, um, maybe frustration uh, over uh, perceived issues. And I say perceived because many times you'll notice that those who engage in riots are just relying on someone or sources 
to tell them why they ought to behave this way or be enraged. And that's not new, by the way. I mean, we read through the, throughout the Bible, especially in the Book of Acts, about a number of riots that were directed against the apostles, and in particular Paul, simply for sharing the truth and disrupting the status quo of that particular culture that is used to worship in a certain way, behave in a certain way, and so on and so forth. So don't be surprised that the spiritual aspect of the warfare is at the heart of all of this. For us as believers, we have to be mindful of those types of things. Now, the Bible mentions, as I stated earlier, few riots, and um, none of these riots uh, basically was mentioned in a favorable way. In other words, the Bible doesn't condone a riot and condemn another. The, the Bible doesn't have commands for the believers to, you know, pick up signs and just go and loot and, and uh, you know, cause unrest and uh, uh, express their frustration by damaging and stealing and uh, doing all type of things. That's not what the Bible is all about. If you, if you're seeking this kind of um, uh, instructions, uh, you're looking at the wrong book, actually. There are other religious books that will tell you to do things like this, but not the Word of God, not the Bible. Now, in 2 Corinthians 6.5, Corinthians 6.5, the Apostle Paul uh, mentioned something about his own persecution. He says he received beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. He was describing the suffering that he went through and continues to go through at that time, of course, for the sake of sharing the gospel. As, you may, as you've heard me say, the word riots was among uh, those issues that he had to deal with. And, uh, for instance, in a book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 5, we read, But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. So what's going on? Uh, the Apostle Paul was, uh, you know, uh, shared the gospel, and uh, someone by the name Jason uh, invited them, was uh, treating them well, uh, hosted them, and because of the teaching, the Jews in the city were really disturbed by Paul's teachings, the fact that he would reason with them in the synagogues using the Old Testament, the Scripture, to prove to them that Jesus is the Messiah and he is the Son of God, and so on and so forth. They did not like the teaching. So usually uh, some of the causes why people will riot is they do not like your message. Or in this case, there is a sense of jealousy. Jealousy possibly here towards their own understanding of the Scripture. Jealousy because they felt that Paul was ridiculing their knowledge. Jealousy because they felt that they missed the Messiah that Paul is talking about, and somehow he is accusing him now of being lawless people. So, whatever the case might be, sometimes if the person is not willing to understand the truth or seek the truth, Frustration and jealousy uh, and anger will take over. And look what happened. You have certain people, uh, leaders possibly, um, 
recruiting wicked men. You see, riots don't happen, by the way, in a vacuum. Uh, people don't just, you know, are sitting at home as you hear, like, oh, because of the COVID-19, and, and people really are bored to death, and they got nothing to do. I don't think so. You're all not going to be sitting home and say, oh, you know what? It'll be a good idea for me to go and riot right now. And yes, I may lose my life, you know, when I'm doing this, but it would be pretty cool. I can do this. No. You have leaders who will organize mobs. Those are the sub-leaders. And it is those sub-leaders, the instigators, that will organize others. And then they will begin to attract the masses that have no clue what's going on other than they are being told something. And because you have massive amount of people, you're not going to say, oh, wait a minute, could you please show me evidence? You know, let's discuss basically if there is a justification for this. No, then the increase in the mass means that you will receive so much pressure now, societal pressure, peer pressure, that will prevent you from even asking the simple question. Why? Because you don't want to look like the odd one. You see, bad company destroys character. All right? That's what the scripture says in the book of Galatians. Bad company destroys character. It's really a question for you to wonder, who am I hanging out with? And do they know the Lord? And is the world having an impact and influence on me, or is it the other way around? Am I the one? Who is doing this? So in Acts 17, that's one of the riots that Paul had to deal with. In Acts 19, another thing, it says the following, starting from verse 23. About that time, there arose no little disturbance, meaning like a major disturbance, concerning the way. Concerning who? The way. Who's the way? Jesus. That was one of the names that applied to Christ and the church and its followers and his followers, I should say, in the book of Acts, the way, the followers of the way, for instance. That's what Paul, Paul went to persecute the followers of the way. You read about that in uh, Acts uh, chapter 8 and 9. Now, continuing on, Acts uh, 19, 23 to 41, here's what it says. About that time, there arose no little disturbance concerning the way, for a man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, uh, and I opened uh, the scripture uh, here to in front of me, and said, men, you know, that from this business we have our wealth. And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. What's going on? This guy is a, uh, you know, is is. Uh, work, uh, his his uh, business, uh, his profession is a silversmith making idols in silver and other components related to that. And here comes Paul saying, wait a minute, God is not made by human hands, nor that he dwells in shrines and temples made by human hands. He is totally different. And let me tell you about this true God. And what does that mean to this silversmith? Uh, 
it means that his business is going down the tube. Rather than accepting Christ and repenting, he actually wants to rally the troops, literally, the rioters, to stand up with him against this guy, Paul, who is destroying their business. Which business? Business of idolatry. Folks, riots result because the people who are rioting, they despise a person or a message, and they feel that that person or the message, or those who follow that person and the message, are a threat to their business. Rather than assessing and inquiring and finding out why is there a different message than ours, is that message worthy? Should we reason with that person? At the end of the day, Jesus never, ever promoted any forced coercion to allow people to follow him. He just invited them, extended an invitation to them. Rather than to civilly deal with the issue and say, you know what, well, you know, I understand, Paul, what you're doing, but we don't like your message. Paul didn't have troops. Paul wasn't using a sword to fight those who reject the message of Christ. Paul wasn't going to impose Christ on anyone. Paul was only reasoning with people, sharing the truth, and in some time, he shook the dust off of his feet, meaning he washed his hand and said, okay, I've done my part and walked away. But no, rioters are those who are prompt to anger and quick to try to impose their own alternative ideology they feel intimidated by the truth. And why? Because they do the will of their God, the devil. You see, we have to understand that there is always a spiritual element to everything. It is the devil and his anti-Christ message that causes him or prompts him to rally his own children, his own followers. They're oblivious. They're living in darkness. They don't have the truth that sets them free. They don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, they don't know light. Let us be empathetic to these writers. Pray for them. Feel saddened for the, state, uh, the status that they're living in. Rather than just to take sides, as believers, we ought to be enraged by the fact that those who are rioting were deprived from the truth and being misled by few that are rallying them to commit acts of lawlessness, and some of them are so young, and some of them have a bright future ahead of them, and some of them end up being injured, might even go to jail if they're lucky at least, and others might end up being uh, in their life and, and dying. And, and what a terrible death it is to be deprived from knowing the truth. You know, I, I am disturbed when I hear that the uh, church goers uh, and Christians take sides. We don't take sides. We ache when we see things like this. We lament the status of morality that causes people, young people, young generations, to act and behave in such a fashion. We have to pray because it is pleasing to God to pray for peace. After all, God's desire is to see all men be saved, even though not all of them will be saved, but that's God's heart. You see, this is what we need to do. Now, let's continue here with this story in Acts 19, starting from verse 21 to 41. In verse 27, it says, 
And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be deposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. Folks, ask yourself this question. This guy is upset because his idol god that doesn't speak, doesn't talk, doesn't walk, doesn't do a thing, somehow he's upset because of her, and he wants to defend her. That's, by the way, how religion acts. Religious people want to defend a cause and a person that they invent out of their own mind. But when it comes to the truth, the followers of the true God and the followers of the truth are the recipient of that wrath, usually, not the one who impose their ideas on others or, uh, or teaching, and nor are the ones that will fight for the cause because they are content that the Lord himself will protect them, will provide for them. What a contrast. So he's upset for his idol goddess that doesn't do a thing for him. Rather, he wants to fight the one who is bringing the message of truth. Why? He's not worried about his goddess. He's worried about his business because his goddess is making him money. That's why, folks, I came from background known as Islam. Many of you know this by now. Islam uses certain occasions of festivals as a money maker. Imagine now when you go and tell a Muslim person you have to leave Islam and follow Jesus, and imagine if masses begin to do this, which it's happening, by the way. Imagine the reaction of some of the religious leaders in the Muslim world. They're not going to like this. It's cutting into their business. That's how they make a living, by misleading people by profiting from having followers. Rituals are being conducted in certain places. Money is being made. Transactions are being done. And the list can go on and on and on. The Bible is giving us just one example, one shade of what causes people to riot. So let's get to verse 28. When they heard these are the people that he is making the appeal to, who was this person? Is the silversmith guy who builds idols from silver, he's upset, the business is being destroyed, the, the, the temple possibly will be marginalized, and his goddess Artemis will not be counted as a worthy idol to worship. What an irony. What an irony. So verse 28 says, when they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, meaning screaming, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is the Artemis of the Ephesians. Wow. You know, folks, uh, I hear this sometimes. Allahu Akbar. Great is Allah. It does not change, folks. It's the same old adage. The same old message. It doesn't change. Just the characters change and the names change, but the message remains the same. Interesting. So, the city was filled with the confusion. I love this word by the Holy Spirit, because many times, rioters will join the troop, but ask him why, they don't have a clue. They have no clue whatsoever why they're doing what they're doing. Somebody told them just to join. They're being pressured by friends. They thought it was just a, a, a hanging out with the boys at nighttime. Really. Yeah. Until things get ugly, of course. So, 
The city was filled with confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, who were Paul's companions in travel. In other words, these two dared to shelter Paul, treat Paul well, uh, facilitate things for Paul, and as a result, of course, the rioters were not so happy. Same all, same all, folks. It doesn't change. You follow Jesus, and those who do not like Jesus are going to be upset with you. You follow this guy or this gal, people are not going to like you because they don't like this guy or this gal. But as believers, we only follow one guy. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. We have only one cause, to set the sinners free, to share the good news. The world isn't going to like this. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not just newsflash. It's reality. That's what the scripture talks about. We know we're victorious at the end of the day. I don't know why we worry. I don't know why we could get concerned. We, I think, are putting our uh, place in our hope and placing our sense of security on humans rather than the Lord himself. As believers, we have to recalibrate our thinking because you know what? Men and women come and go, but the Lord is there forever. He will not be moved, changed. Nothing is going to change uh, how the Lord will behave with his own, how he will take care of his own, and how he will use his own to bring glory to his name. Even Jesus says, after talking about all the problems and the troubles the world going to go through, in Matthew chapter 24, in verse 14, he says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, or shall be declared as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. You catch this? You still, as believers, have to deal with those kinds of issues. But it is unfortunate that some believers feel like it is troubling that things are happening and they don't want to move a finger sometimes. Just pray. Is it hard really to get down on our knees and pray? That's what Second uh, Timothy chapter one verse, uh, uh, chapter one verse. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter two, First Timothy chapter two verses one to three tells us to pray for peace, for authority. It is pleasing to God. Why? Verse four gives us the clue. For it is God's desire, basically, to see that all men are saved. That's what we ought to do. Not participate in this. Not participate in that. But we, of course. We have to be aware of the danger and the issues, and we have to do something about it. We have to at least make sure that we put the right people in office. We have to make sure that we vote in the right politicians, believing politicians if possible, those whom are passionate about the truth and the causes uh, for uh, mankind to protect people. Uh, not the, those who follow lies and invent lies and lie all the time. Just because they tickle my ear, I want them to be there. No, it's not about tickling your ear. It's about the truth. And that's where we fail and fail miserably sometimes. I, as I expected, this topic is going to take us longer than just one episode. So Lord willing, next time we'll come back and continue. 
uh, with this. Until then, I want to remind you uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, CIRA International, C-I-R-A, as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. And also, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can go to our website, CIRAInternational.com. We have a section called Let Us Reason. You can also go and listen to us uh, on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Omni Studios, iTunes, and many other uh, platforms. Until we meet again next time, have a blessed day.